today on Launch Your Private Podcast, we're excited to welcome Brian Harriet, a wealth and lifestyle coach for successful entrepreneurs. As the founder of Choosy Consultant, Brian is helping mid-career entrepreneurs seeking financial freedom and success on their own terms. His story, from overcoming a significant challenge at 24 to achieving financial independence, showcases his strength, resilience, and the power of strategic planning. In this episode, Brian offers his perspectives on using private podcasts for growth early on in a business and how he's using them to make personal connections with potential clients and steer them towards an exceptional life. If you feel like you're just starting out in business and not sure if private podcasts are a good first asset to create, you're definitely going to want to tune into this one. Brian shares with us how he structures his podcast, the storytelling, the script writing and all of that, and how it's allowed him to connect with his audience. I think you're really going to like this one, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro. It's a pretty good one. All right. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're here with Brian Harriet. So excited of Choosy Consultants. I'm so excited to talk with you. We've had a chance to speak on one of our coaching calls. I love what you've been doing, and I'm excited for the rest of the audience to kind of hear how you've been using private podcasts. So welcome. It is great to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. Awesome. Now, I know when we first talked about, you know, you joined a coaching call, I, but I don't know the backstory. So I don't know how you've discovered Hello Audio. I don't know how you discovered private podcasts or kind of realized it was for you. So I'd love to hear how you discovered not only us, but also private podcasts, because it's a concept that not many people are super familiar with. Yeah, I'm, and I'm happy to share. So I this coaching business that I have is relatively new. I started it um, middle, uh, late summer of 2023. And so I have kind of been going all in on figuring out the service first and then figuring out how to find clients. And I've looked at all the various places that you can do things. And then I, I landed on podcasting because I do believe that a coaching relationship with a client, you, you know, it's a personal connection and you need to develop that. And what a better way than through conversation. And so in the late fall, I was figuring out podcasts and I was trying to figure out if I should host a podcast or which I started down that path, stopped and decided ultimately to go with guesting on podcasts. But knowing that I, I still felt like I was giving something up, which Hello Audio later fixed. But um, if, if it kind of take that point in the story, I ended up working with Interview Connections and they had a really great onboarding session where, and also we met with a lot of other folks that were doing podcast guesting. And one of the individuals, her name was Nikki Nash. I don't actually know her that well, um, but she was the one who brought it up initially and said that she had been converting her lead gen second, third steps over to redirecting to a private podcast. And I thought that was really cool because I know when I listen to podcasts and I hear it, I guess that's interesting to me. The first thing I do is go look and see if they have one. And that's the gap that I didn't have. Like I wanted I wanted them to hear me in as a guest and then be able to continue that conversation. And so that's what then, when I looked into Hello Audio further and, and met you, Nora, through the coaching call, I thought, okay, this could be a real, really good fit. Um, and that's, that's the origination of it. And so then it was, I think, December-ish when I really started to kind of go deeper. 
I love that. So I guess talk to me a little bit about what your business does, because we interview a whole bunch of folks with different business models. And I think it's fascinating to kind of see how each business type and business model are using private podcasts a little bit differently. And I'd love to understand a little bit more about kind of what you do or who you serve and also how you decided to use private podcasts in that business model. Yeah, so I'm a, I call it a wealth and lifestyle coach for successful entrepreneurs. And so my niche is the individual who actually has been successful in entrepreneurship, consulting, coaching, whatever it might be, but has had some sort of life inflection point or transition where they're realizing that, hmm, I've kind of been successful in the traditional sense. Now I want to take that control of my life. So I help them prepare a plan for financial freedom, essentially leveraging their business. What I, I sell a, a one week intensive. Um, so it's, uh, you know, an, an intense. And at the end of the week, you have a plan for financial freedom. You could call it high ticket. And to sell a high ticket item, what I've noticed is you can't just throw a Facebook ad out there or a LinkedIn post and have people sign up for it. So you have to establish the relationship. And so I need to do one-on-one conversations. And, and this is a great way, I think, to do like one-on-one at scale. So the way that I use it, I actually call it my second conversation. So the first conversation is introduced to my ideas through the lens of their, you know, the podcast that I'm on. And if they want to continue the conversation, they can get to know me personally a whole lot more, a whole lot more in, in how I think and things like that through the private podcast, which I tease on the guest podcast. And I actually learned from one of your trainings, or maybe it was the coaching session to call it a secret podcast, because it might be more intriguing. And so that's what I do. Another reason I use the private podcast is because I tell a pretty personal story there that I don't know that I really want just out everywhere. And so I tell a bit about it, you know, it involves kind of getting a second chance at life at 24 years old and how that mindset's been with me for so long and can kind of help people frame where I'm coming from. And I tell a very tiny little bit about the story and the near tragedy and what happened from it. And then I really, I tell the full story the five, I, I have five episodes, they're 10 minutes a piece. I think Nora helped me define like the arc of the story in that coaching call. And I invested a lot of time to figure out how I wanted to do that and tell stories and make it engaging. So that's how I, that's how I used it anyway. I love that. I mean, I think we've heard a couple of themes that hold true where private podcasts, like there is some, the exclusivity of it mm, is, definitely. is fascinating. I think very attractive to people. I think being able to share things in a gated or private, more private way or a more private communication channel. And and this is where you can have, be more vulnerable, maybe things you don't necessarily want to be on a public facing YouTube video or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think it, it makes it also more relevant where people are raising their hand and saying, yes, I actually do want to learn more. And you're able to track that. You're able to see who is listening. So I'm I'm curious. I, I love we've heard this a couple times where that five to six episodes, so you know, 10 mm-hmm. minutes, like it doesn't have to be, you know, this huge long hours and hours of content. It can be really effective for people to get to know you and your values. I'm curious, 
what you're seeing? Have you seen responses to it? I mean, you know, what are people, this is probably something new for some of your audiences. They're opting in. Have they had any reactions or have you heard any feedback from the private podcast? Um, the, my initial reaction is based on what I'm seeing in terms of the consumption. Like you, usually it, people listen fast, hard and fast. Like they do it and they listen to them all and then it's over and and it's great right and so that it's in that way it's operating exactly like i had hoped it would and then and what another thing that i've learned kind of from the from the audience perspective is that when they're hearing me on a, a guest as a guest they're already listening so it's a logical mm -hmm. next step to just listen to this although i when they come in a, on another route through perhaps a quiz on my site or something like that when they enter my email uh, sequence, which is just a, a weekly email, I'm always pushing the, the private podcast as well. And they get that, they've accessed it from there too as well. So um, yeah, that, th those are my observations. That's one of the things that I also like about it is it's kind of new and interesting and, and a differentiator that people are intrigued about. And I'm new at it as well. So I don't have tons of metrics or anything like that at this point, but I'm going off of a gut feel, which I've tried to do more in my life lately. So mm. that, that's uh, where I'm at. I love that. Yeah. Better, maybe more attractive than maybe the traditional downloadable ebook or definitely more consumable. I'm curious when you were looking at, you know, developing a lead magnet, do you think that your process to create it. Did you find it easy? I mean, we say it's easy all the time, but, you know, don't take our word for it. Like, you know, let's talk to people who are outside of the people who own the company to, to do it, yeah. right? So did you find it relatively easy to get that up and running? And once you kind of figured out your content and the story arc, you know, what did you find production to, to be like to get it up and out into the world? Yeah, I'd listened to a lot of case studies of yours. And for those that have, pre-made material mm. i actually believe that it could take you 10 minutes like because the technical aspects of it were extremely easy yeah the 95 percent of the time that i spent was figuring out how i was going to talk about things and kind of the arc of the story and producing that 50 minute monologue basically helped me crystallize my own messages. So those are all benefits mm -hmm. and that took some time. But yeah, to answer your specific question, it was extremely easy and not expensive. I mean, the, the, it was kind of no brainer material, really. Can we dive a little bit into the story arc? We're like teasing it. And I know like Nora and you guys, you work together. Like let's Let's dive mm -hmm. into a little bit about how you mapped it out and like how like your I, I can hear your intentions behind it. You wanted to get them to know you personally, and then hopefully that converts to paying clients. I think this is a place where a lot of our listeners are at, where they're potentially making their first audio lead magnet um, or their first lead magnet ever for some people. And so thinking about that journey, let's kind of go go deeper into that piece. Um, so I've, I kind of pulled together things that I've been learning through this process from various places. So one mm -hmm. of them was, um, I'm working on writing a book as well. And there's an incredible resource out there. The book is called write a must read, but it talks about how to pull a reader through a story. So it mm. you know, starting with the struggle and, and painting the vision and then, you know, and, and having it be very story based and not just facts, right? So I took that and I took like the, the hero's journey perspective and kind of like figured that all out and then 
but I didn't want it to be, it can't be too long. So I kind of broke it up. So really how, how it works specifically is I, I do a welcome and I talk about just briefly where I'm at, but then quickly go into, you know, it was very different for me seven years ago. And maybe this is where you might identify. And then, but it's all not just saying that, but like what the story behind it is. And then I think by through the, that kind of takes two episodes because then what's also included in, in those two is the painting of the vision, right? Mm. And what I've s since learned later is that this kind of struggle to painting the vision to how you do it is a great sales process too, right? And so I, I've kind of triangulated three different models into this story arc. And so then by the, the, the two huge components of what my, my approach is, the first is saving and investing in support of this financial freedom. And that's the third episode. And mm. really what I'm doing there is kind of talking about my philosophy and my perspectives through story. And then in the fourth episode is the second component, which is choosy work, which is, you know, work that you choose to do for whom, when, and how and on your terms, basically, and what that means to me and how that can fill a gap and really accelerate your financial freedom. And then at the end, it's kind of the, gosh, what is it called? The call to greatness, which is mm -hmm. this thing that you put at the end of a great book, which is now you've climbed this mountain and you have a whole new perspective and you can see that next mountain that you can climb. And that's where I get into like, um, now that you've gone from just being super productive in your job to having control of your life. Now what? And that's where I get into the Debbie Millman stuff about let's make a remarkable life. Mm. Like now that you're just in control, do that thing that you maybe wanted to do when you got out of college, but you took the safe route, which is the honorable route and the right route and the route I took and the route most people take. But when you get to that point and now you're in control, you can go bigger and better. Um, and that, and I'm hoping that the conversation gets, helps them understand who I am, but also inspires them to do some work. And then, you know, then the, usually the third part of my conversation is I do monthly coaching calls where we, we can talk specifically with them. And then the fourth one's usually a one-on-one. -on -one, and then the, after that, hopefully they sign up. So. I love that. And it does, yeah. it follows the arc that we talked about, which is always leading with empathy. So really by talking about and being vulnerable about where you were seven cool. years ago, Right. You are demonstrating that you're, you know, you have empathy, you understand where they're at. And then you kind of move into this, what I'll call the demonstration phase. Right. So you're demonstrating your expertise, you're demonstrating your know how, you're sharing your framework and how the process, you don't have to get super detailed. They don't need to know every detail of how you're going to transform their lives. You're displaying that you have a path, you have a solution, you have a framework, you kind of know how to do it. You're sharing stories, you're sharing, if you think about, right, where we're, where we're getting going. So we started with leading with empathy, but we're ultimately making an invitation right? Please, if you want to work with us, it, it's an invitation. You know, yes, it, call it an offer with marketing language, but like, it's really just yeah. an invitation. And if you think about what we talked about too, was where do they need to be to say yes to that invitation? What do they have to feel? What do they have to believe? Right? Well, they do have to believe that what you're talking about. So we do have to get through that demonstration. So right? They need to believe that you can do it and you can help them do it. They need to believe in themselves. So sometimes mm. the stories that we share allow them to see themselves in people that we've worked with or other people that we've worked with. I think, you know, we also talk about what do they need to feel? They need to feel hopeful, 
right? They need to believe that it's possible for them. So by you future pacing and really helping them, inspiring them to see the vision, you're hitting all of those components to help them by the end of this 50 minute kind of, you know, private podcast that they are likely to binge and you're, you know, you're probably looking at your super listener score and it's probably through the roof because they're consuming so much of it so fast. But that ultimately, that's the kind of lead magnet that would be really effective because you're hitting on all the points and you're really taking them on a journey and making sure that they establish the beliefs and the feelings that they would, you know, most likely need to say yes to that invitation. So I love that. That sounds Yeah. Awesome. And I, I just feel lucky. I mean, in a way, because I could have gone the, the podcast hosting route and set aside the fact that you don't really know who's listening. It's just a lot of work. And yeah. <laughs> yes, you're getting your story out there and people are understanding who you are, but oh my gosh. So like this kind of guest podcast guesting combined with a kind of an intro bingeable series Mm -hmm. for me from an efficiency standpoint is great. And it's totally in line with my brand, which is I want to work half the year, you know, and do awesome work, but then I don't want to work. And so how, how does that work? You know, um, well, it works great for me, at least personally. No, I I like this. I think this is something that when we first started Hello Audio, I don't think we really thought about the public, yes, we have public hosting and like this is a public podcast. But mm-hmm. I don't think we really actually thought about the relationship between private and public podcasts. And I remember early on, I think it was John Nora who was like, you know, it's really great for in- he's a he was a podcast producer and he would do run shows for folks. And he said he has some folks that want to do it, but they're a little like more introverted. And this was a way mm-hmm. to dip their toe in. Now, you're not presenting that case, but you're presenting a case that then we started to talk more about where it's just like a podcast is a lot of work and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And like, I personally like it's it for me in my businesses that I've had have, has been the easiest way for me to create content, show up at the same time as somebody else, have a conversation like and talk. I can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an easy way to create content. But to to your point, the not only the amount of work up front, but you don't know the listeners and like growing a podcast. I mean, that's like the number one issue in the industry for sure. Mm-hmm. And so you're working on building that audience first. I, I bet there's a podcast in you. It's just not yet, right? It's not yet in your business. And I think that's the, that's a a big key takeaway. And guesting is such a great way to, to like get in front of other people. And so you're doing something really important here that I think a lot of people don't do intentionally when they guest on shows is think about what that next step is. They'll throw whatever lead magnet and like you're intentional about it. and, And you said, I'm talking on a podcast and this is a podcast listener. I could give them another podcast that's short and bingeable. They're not like subscribing to anything weekly. It is something they could complete in an afternoon. And so there's a lot of key takeaways, I think, from this conversation for sure. Great. So so it's obviously very early in this journey for you. And if you wanted to share anything about like either the where you feel now about a month, it looks like you're about a month and a half into this private podcasting journey and like launching this lead magnet. I'm, I'm hearing positive things, but if there was anything else you wanted to add being this early in, we'll obviously check in in a couple months as you get on more shows and you get out there more. But yeah, any kind of key takeaways yourself in the early days of launching your first private podcast? Yeah. In preparation, I was thinking like, is there anything I wish I would have known then that mm. I know now? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there is. Um, I mean, it was always like, oh, I wish I found it earlier. Although for me personally, that probably I wouldn't have been ready for it at the time. Mm. You know, I think 
the perspective that I probably that I have that might help a, a certain set of your listeners is I'm early in my business, right? So mm-hmm. for listeners that are earlier in their business, this is a, just a quick and efficient way to get something out there that's meaningful and kind of connecting. Yeah. And it's been part of the three main things that I do from a lead generation standpoint. And they always say, you know, pick, pick the, 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 the simple path and just do it, go hard and go often at it. And this is the one for me and it's, it's paid dividends, but I expect it to pay a, bu- a whole bunch more dividends as well. Yeah. We hope that for you too, for sure. We'll definitely share the link to the podcast because I need to listen to this story. Like I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sure. it's choosyconsultant.com slash secret. Ooh, secret. Cool. And we'll definitely have that in the show notes for sure. Love that. Now, I, just a quick question. When Now that you've been introduced to private podcasts, do you find yourself looking for private podcasts to help make it easier for you to consume data? I know for me now I'm spoiled. So I'm like, if there's a course that doesn't have it, are, are you starting to do that as well? I was listening to one on my way home from dro- dropping my son off at school this morning. And that was one of Wendy Brigstone's micro audio summits. Oh yeah. I, she's got a recurring revenue one going right now. It's yeah. pretty, pretty good. And also I like to listen to it to see how she's doing it because she's doing it well. But you know, what I actually noticed myself even more so thinking is, gosh, I really wish that this class had its, had its, you know, its audio and private podcast form, because I hate having to click down into it. And then I press play and then I switch over and it never goes back to the right spot. My other method is I take all the files and I put them on a Google drive and then I try to listen to them, but it just doesn't really work right. the same. Um, Yeah. So I, I don't know if anyone signed up yet, but I've had two specific people i'm like you need to put these these court these lessons on a podcast private podcast or you need to put all your office hours on a podcast Mm. i'd love to just listen to them from one to 300 two of my favorite use cases (laughs) the office hours is a huge one and i haven't come across it yet but i'm trying i'm working on it for you yeah (laughs) yeah good i know we tend to do that we a lot of our guests come on and be like i feel like I harass the course creators and tell them yes. that they have to do this, but it's actually pretty frustrating when it's not there. And it's true. Those are those tend to be the first things that I end up actually completing. And if not, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I'll make yeah, the it, feed myself. And it is easy. I think the hardest part is just deciding to do it. You know, it's mm. inertia. But once you decide, have you know, I'll do it for you. Like I, I have well, actually, Brian's I have offering. considered, no, listen, this is, I've actually thought maybe I'm going to create my own podcast feed of my so instead of dry, dropping them on the google drive i'll just drop them into my personal one i'm not going to use it externally for my business i'm just going to use it for myself i have one things. and that's my favorite yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i just listened to a call that i had in december just because i was like oh yeah i want to re-listen to that that's literally awesome. yesterday yep that's you'll awesome. find a whole bunch of use cases i actually am my so i have a daughter leaving for college soon And we're starting one for her so that while she's away, wherever she goes, because she's not going to call. We all know they don't call and they're not going to answer the phone. And she's not a a best text message. But, you know, you can actually create a private podcast for some scenarios like that, too, and be able to have keep in touch and share information and, you know, not apparently intrude on teenagers' lives. So it works. (laughs) And all you have to do is be able to talk to have Nora as a a yeah. guest on the phone for this one. I'm, I can't wait to <laughs> you hear can it. see if she's listening. You're like, okay, she's still alive. That's good. So, I, 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 I like that part of it. I like that. Yeah. 
checking <laughs> in without checking in. I love it. I noticed oh, you well. haven't checked out my latest podcast. <laughs> you don't know that this happened at the house. That's when you start putting Easter eggs in there with links to like, you know, mm, if you click this link, how she I'll can get more cash. $10. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. I love 100%, it. 100% it's cash. Oh, my it's, my, yeah, my son's only 12, but I'm going to do that when he goes out to school for sure. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. It's been absolutely amazing speaking with you today. We always ask one question. So this is one of those things that sometimes it's hard to answer. So if it's take a, take a beat, if you need it. I bet it. Brian so, prepped for this. He probably <laughs> is prepped. But we always ask if you had a private podcast that had your life's ramblings, what hmm. would it be called? I did prepare for this. I would call it In Pursuit of a Remarkable Life because mm. that's my ultimate goal. And I'm not there yet. Um, I want to be, but I'm moving in the right direction. I'm in control of my life now, finally. But the next step is where I'm going. And so the Debbie Millman 10, year, 10 years to your remarkable life exercise, I just went all in on that. And it's where you do not censor yourself in terms of what's possible. And for someone who's kind of safety and security oriented, now that I have that baseline, I can start to think about that stuff. And it's really exciting. So I think what I, want to, I would want to do is chart my journey to that remarkable life on my private podcast and then listen back to where I was in mm. year one, year three, year five, year seven. You're That's a pretty time. good. Oh, I didn't even wow. think about that use case. And now I'm just like, as we're ending, right? January just ended. We're recording this very early February and just thinking about goal setting and vision boards. Like, what if you recorded a message to yourself at the beginning of the year? Sure. What? Wow. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. And then cool. 10 years later, you go, wow, yeah. I can't believe I sounded yeah. like that then. Right. Or I was or thinking, was thinking like that. Yeah. And sure. I know people do a lot of writing and I think journaling is great. But for folks that, you know, maybe that feels hard and this feels easier, a little voice memo, um, just going through some prompts or talking about where you're at, you know, January 2024. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very fun. All right, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. It was such it a was pleasure, pleasure to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. There you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.